Well, good morning. Before we go into uh, today's message, let's bow our heads and, and let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. O oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we crown You Lord of all. Lord, I know that right now there are several in our congregation right now that are hurting bad or hurting good, however you want to view it, Lord. They know the Lord, so they know that they're going through it right now, Lord. So, Lord, I ask that you bring comfort to them, knowing that it's a storm, it's a season. Help them to see You through this all. Lord, I pray for those that are here now physically and those that are watching online. That My prayer is, Lord, that You churn the soil so that way Your seed is planted in good soil. Lord, I selfishly ask that You speak through me Hollow me out. I don't want them to know any words of mine. I want them to only know your words. Because that's what will get us through. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you, Lord, in this way. I love you, Lord. And we love you, Lord. Bring it, Lord. Just bring it. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. So I have titled today's sermon, I See the Evidence. I See the Evidence. A couple months ago, on a Wednesday night, we gathered up the children that normally come here on a Wednesday night, and we took them to a local farm. And we were specifically looking for white-tailed deer. Now, I knew before we went to the farm that the chances of seeing a farm, seeing a white-tailed deer on the farm with, if you will, 15 to 20 hustling and bustling kids in the forest were pretty much slim to none. But I wanted them to see the evidence of something that had created the paths that we saw. We saw some scat laying on the forest floor. As the trails we were on, as the trails we were on, as we went towards the stream beds in the soft soil, you could clearly see the hoof prints from the, the deer. And when we get out to the edge of the woods, from years past where the velvet had been on this guy's antlers, and it started to annoy him, and so near the end of the summer, he rubbed on those trees to get his velvet off his horns. We saw the evidence of him. We saw the evidence of white-tailed deer, but we never physically saw a white-tailed deer while we were there. In my time as a Christian, and my time in my life, and I'm sure you have heard the statement too. Where's God? 
Where is he? I would tell you this, that if you open your eyes, he's all around you. He is all around you. And when you open your eyes and you get attuned to him, you will want him more and more. Behind me is an empty cross. And if I could say, to borrow what Pastor John has been speaking on, this is the better cross. Do not put Jesus back up on that cross. If I could, this is an empty cross but behind the empty cross is an empty grave. And because of that empty grave, we have hope and we have an amazing opportunity to see Him. Back in the day when the Bible was written, for 40 days, for 40 days after Jesus came up out of that grave, He was a witness. People saw Him. So we serve a living God. And because we serve a living God, you should see Him in your day by day. Quite a few years ago, I was listening to a sermon by Chuck Swindoll, and Chuck Swindoll said this, that when he journals in the morning, he journals his prayer time. And at the top of his journal, he writes this sentence. Good morning, Lord. How will I see you today? Or, where will I see you today? When we wake up in the morning and we are attuned to looking for Him, get ready. He will blow your mind. I firmly believe that if we read His love letter to us, He is our personal Lord and Savior. So He is going to speak to me personally, he's going to speak to my wife personally, and he's going to speak to us where we are at that moment. Where we are in our walk at that moment. Okay, so how do we get there? How do we get there? How do we change our mindsets from, from not seeing him to seeing him? Well, just like when we went to the farm, we make time. We make time to make it happen. We make time. Matthew 6.33, what Lars so beautifully said at the end of his prayer. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now, I have to tell you, this past week, I was looking back in my time of my walk with Him. Because I journal, and it's good when you journal because you get to see where God has brought you from to where He's taking you to. And I haven't arrived yet, but I'm just saying that when you, when you journal, when you journal, you get to see your personal walk with Him along the way. So, I went to a journal in 2002. In 2002, I was in 
that was in the Air Force. 9-11 had just happened. And we were working between 14 to 16 hour days. And that was a, uh, how should I say, you know, I, I, I kissed my wife goodnight and I, w- I kissed my wife good morning. That was pretty much it. That was the, all the interaction that we had at that point because of, because of the ops tempo that we were had in the Air Force. But still, I wanted to make sure that I stayed grounded in His Word. So what I chose to do is when I would leave in my truck in the morning, I would say a prayer and then I would deliberately listen to sound biblical preaching or teaching on my way to and from work. Because at that time, I needed, I needed ever so more to be sane when I was at work. Because when you work those long days, after a while, everything just turns to mush. So I'm here to tell you, if there's someone here right now that is in a season of life where your life is incredibly busy, don't leave him out. Don't leave him out. Make time. Make time for him. Even if it's only five minutes, make time. It'll it'll be so much the worth it. Do you have a daily quiet time? If you don't, you can start. This is the Bible is God's love letter to us. I want you to think about this for a second. So we all think for a moment that you know when we die we're going to go to heaven. And that's great. If you choose him as your personal personal Lord and Savior, that will happen. But if you spend no time with him in his word, what are you going to say to him when you meet him? You have nothing you you have nothing to be you're going to I I it blow it blows my mind to think that 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 we would get to heaven and not know who Jesus is before we actually get there. It's his love letter to you. Read it. Proverbs 16:3 says this, "Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be um, established." My biggest thing in in my quiet times of not being quality quiet times is uh, I need to get rid of distractions. My biggest thing is to get rid of distractions. My, this is, this is my distractions. My distractions are electronics. My phone, my computer, or the TV being on in the house. If I want to have quality time with him, I need to silence or just totally get rid of those. By that I mean go to the garage, go out in the woods, wherever it is that I, that I, that I, I need to get rid of those distractions. For quite a few years, one of the best places that I could ever go to get rid of distractions was to my father-in-law's farm down in Virginia. This is going to sound weird, but if you ever want to hear what silence sounds like, go to my father-in-law's farm. Because if someone is if someone is cutting wood with a chainsaw three, four miles away, 
you can hear it. And there's beauty, there's great beauty in that silence that you can spend time with Him. Quality time with Him. How many prayer walks did I go for while I was at my father-in-law's farm? Such great beauty. Now, I'm sure you've heard that, you know, hey, if, if I was here when Jesus was here, things would have been so much better. But in Luke 10, 38-42, you know the story of Mary and Martha. So I'm going to read it to you, but then we're going to put a twist to it. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed Him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to His teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Him and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So, back then, it was easy to get distracted. They didn't keep their, uh, Martha didn't keep her eye on the prize. So, here's what I would do. Starting in verse 40, change it from Martha and put your name there. Do what I did. But Daniel was distracted with much serving. And he went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered him, Daniel, Daniel. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. It's never good when God uses your name twice in a sentence. Daniel, Daniel, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Stay focused on If you want to see the evidence of Him even more, go to where He is. Where did He meet you before? Go to where He is. Of course, in His Word would be a place. Of course, here would be a place. Go to where He is. This past year, when we went on vacation, when we went on vacation, my wife and I chose to wake up before the sun rise, and we went down to the beach to watch the sun come up. Now, you don't have to go to the beach to make this happen. You can do this anywhere. But if you know this verse, before you watch the sun rise, you get to see the evidence of Him. Lamentations 3, 22-23 uh, says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Can you imagine sitting, watching the sunrise, knowing this verse? His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning. Every morning, they are new. Great is your faithfulness. And of course, you would almost want to lead you right into the song. Great is your faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow or turning with Thee. Thou changest not, thou comparison, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. Great is Thy faithfulness. He is an amazing Lord. He is an amazing Savior. And like I said, when you get to see a little snippet of Him, you're going to want more. I, it, it's just amazing when you, when you start changing your eye set and you, and you start to see where He is. You, you, you want more of it. You're, you are just going to want more of it. Many of you know that I'm an outdoor person. I, I love to be in the outside uh, world. And one of the things that I, that I get to do this time of year is I get to go deer hunting. But I'm not necessarily really there uh, for, for, to, to, for deer hunting per se. This is my time where I get to go up in my tree stand and just be alone with Him. And I say that because it's just, I, I, I normally am a, an incredibly busy person. That's my choosing. I'm an, normally an incredibly busy person, but I want to be refreshed when I go out into the woods. And how I do that is I get up in my tree stand, and if you will, the bird's eye view. I get to see the whole family un, uh, uh, unfold underneath me. Isaiah 55.12 is a verse that, that comes to my mind often when I'm out in the woods. And you can do this when you're out in the woods. It says this, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break before you into sinning, singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I don't know if you've ever been in the woods in November, December time frame, but November, December time frame, the oaks keep their leaves the longest in the woods. So you're out in the woods, you're in your stand, it's before daylight, and there's a little whisper of wind. There's a little whisper of wind, and you can hear the oaks starting to clap their hands. And as the wind comes up, the clapping gets more. If you know this verse, it's cool to hear it unfold before your eyes. It says, the mountains and the hills shall break forth you, uh, shall break forth into singing. That's a true story too. Before sunrise, about a half an hour before sunrise, you can pretty much set your watch by it. About a half an hour before sunrise, there's this one bird that wakes up the world. And usually within just a couple moments, all the birds have woke up. And when they wake up, when the, when, again, this happens every day out in the woods. And it's cool to see, and it's cool to know this Scripture. Because when they wake up, all of a sudden, it is on. They are praising, praising, praising God. And then, as the day goes, they dissipate. But about a half an hour before sunrise, 
a half an hour before sunrise, the exact same thing happens. All of a sudden, there's this big crescendo of birds singing. So from morning till night, they're praising the Lord. We can too. When we go to where He is, when, when there is something out there, that where go to where He has met you before. I'm a music person. I love music. But there's a song, there's one song that takes me, as, when I hear this song, it takes me immediately to that spot way back then. And that song is Amazing Grace. See, because in that song it says, I was blind, but now I see. Some of you know that when I was a boy, I was involved in an accident, and I was blind. Physically blind. And I can tell you what a blind person sees. Absolutely nothing. Very, very scary time in my life. I might have been seven or eight years old when this happened, but up until that time, I could see. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so, I'm in the hospital and they're doing what they can to, to restore my sight. Although, at, at that point, they were pretty sure that I was blind. Period. I remember people coming in and praying. I remember my parents praying. I remember the, the pastor later on, the pastor came in and he prayed. And then uh, the one morning, they had my head all bandaged up. And uh, the one morning they came in and they, uh, they took the bandages off and I could see Looney Tunes on the TV. And maybe that's why I like Bugs Bunny. But I just remember uh, just, just all but coming alive. You know, like, hallelujah, I can see. You would think that at that point in time that I would be a firm believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you that it, didn't, it wasn't that way. I just, okay, I'm healed. It wasn't until years later, that I realized that I need a Savior. I was spiritually blind up until that point. And then He took the blinders off my spiritual eyes. So when I hear Amazing Grace and I was blind, but now I see, that's a very personal song of mine because I was blind two times. So, we go to Him where He has met you before. Go to, where you have, go, go to where He is. So, I can't explain it. I would, I, uh, why He works this way, but we must pray to Him. There is no other explanation for it. I have found it best myself to be raw and to be real with Him. And not only that, but to pray out loud. Now, there's great beauty in, 
and cell phones today. See, because I can be driving by myself in my truck and I can be talking out loud and saying all kinds of things and somebody thinks that I'm just on my cell phone. <laughs> oh no, oh no, I'm not on my cell phone at all. We're having a conversation. And uh, anyway, so I just, I just find that it's best that I pray out loud. I, be I'm, I, I, have, I need to be raw and I need to be real with Him. Don't sugarcoat it. He knows. He knows. Obviously, be respectful. Be respectful. He's God. I'm not. He's God. I am not. Of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plea my end. But that doesn't mean that I have the last say. Or should I say that I have the last say. He's God. I'm not. Tell others. Tell others. In Matthew chapter 5, it says this. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. The verses start off by this. It says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are. Not, it doesn't say you, you might be later on when you get more filled with the Holy Spirit. No. When, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, when you accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior, you are salt. You are light. Tell others. Tell others. A couple weeks ago, we were up here at the Fall Festival and we were handing out cubes. You know, my mindset when I, when I first handed out Evangie Cubes was, oh, I'm, I'm handing it out to the little children. But right behind the little children is the parents. So, yes, you, you're, you're, you're telling the children the story, but someone else is listening. Tell others. Tell others what He has done for you. With this, it encourages others. It really does. We have uh, our, our home fellowship group or our small group. We've been meeting. Uh, today marks our, our 11 year anniversary and we'll celebrate that later on this afternoon. But uh, anyway, when, when we tell others, when we, when we tell others our story, our week, how was your week? When we tell others, you reciprocate back and forth and you realize that I am not the only one. I am not the only one in this situation. It encourages us. It really does. Tell others. Tell others your story. So, as, as many of you know, I do clean-outs. I clean out people's houses. When they're... When they're um, Usually it's it's the, it's the death of a of a loved one or a real estate transaction, and when it's the death of a loved one, you need you better have some kind of hope built up in you. You better be able to tell them that there is a better way. Um, you 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 need to have something within you, and that would be him, that shows them that they too have a hope in heaven. One story. 
was doing a clean out, and because of COVID last year, this particular lady had chosen to uh, not place her mom into a, uh, into a nursing home, even though uh, her time was, she knew that her time was really, really small. And so, what she chose to do was she chose to take a leave of absence from her place of work and, uh, and, and she was taking care of her mom. So the one, day, uh, the one day she had her mom sitting on her lap and uh, she, she was, again, really, really close. And her mom was sitting on her lap and, and she said, my mom, all of a sudden, she said, got this big smile on her face and she put her hands up in the air like this. She just put her hands up in the air like this. And, 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 and she, said, she said to her mom, she said, Mom, what are you doing? And with that, her mom was gone. And anyway, I said to her, I said, well, I said, there's a story in the Bible about that. Do you remember? I said when when Jesus, I mean when Stephen was being stoned, how he looked up into heaven and he said, "Father, forgive them for what they do." And so, what I was able to do on my next time back there, I was able to print off that passage of scripture and I was able to share that passage of scripture with her. And I said to her, "I said, you too have that same hope." That if you too place your faith and your trust in that same Jesus that she knew, you will get to see her too. Tell others. Use this this Bible. Ingest this Bible. I'm telling you, it's amazing what God's Word can do when you want to see the evidence of Him. My last thing on, on telling others is in James 5, 15 and 16, it says this, And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Where I want to to draw down and confess your sins to one another. Ask for forgiveness from that person that you have offended. Ask for forgiveness from Him. Again, be raw, be real in your prayers. Tell others. When, so there, there's been several times in, in our small group where you know, we were going to discuss this, This is a higher priority. Tell others. Iron sharpening iron. Ask for His guidance. Ask for His guidance. Um, About two weeks ago, there's a young man in our church that uh, in the direction that he's going, he needs a truck. And anyway, so I'm on the lookout for a truck for this young man. And... uh, Anyway, I'm driving down the road and I see a truck alongside the road and from 50 feet, it looks like a pretty nice truck. So I thought to myself, all right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what that truck's all about. But before 
I get out of my vehicle to go look at that truck. This verse here, I use a lot for decision-making processes. Because I want His guidance on my everything. It's James 1.5. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So, as I'm walking towards the truck, Lord, this isn't my time that I'm spending. Lord, this isn't my money that I'm spending. Lord, if you don't want me to purchase this truck, make it incredibly obvious to me because I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste your money. So as I'm walking towards the truck, the truck actually looks decent. The miles on the truck is decent. And then I saw the price. And when I saw the price, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for answering that prayer. Yes, thank you very much. Matter of fact, I laughed out loud. And if the person was inside the house, I'm sure they heard me laughing. I was like, yeah. You're going to need to go wind your watch, buddy. Anyway, so... The next uh, thing on asking for His guidance is to being unequally yoked. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says this, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Of course, we immediately go to a man and a woman, or a woman and a man, being unequally yoked. Don't. In, in my counseling time, I, I will tell you, th this is absolutely the, the, the majority of it. I can change her. I can change him. No, you won't. Only God will change that person. But there's also something else in this verse, and this is business dealings. If you're thinking about, if you're thinking about starting some kind of a business, okay, and, and they're not of God, and you are, you, you're, you're, it's, it's oil and water. It's not going to go well. Don't do it. Don't do it. My last thing that I want to cover is don't sell them short. Don't sell God short. I'm going to say approximately five years ago, here as a church, we decided that what we were going to do as an outreach event uh, is we were going to put all of our monies, all of our times into one thing, and we were going to hold it over here in the local park, and we were going to call it the big event. And this big event, what we, we, we had the, the fire uh, department showing up, we had the military showing up, the police we had hot air balloons. We, we, we spent some money on this big event. So a week before the big event, a week before the big event, it's going to rain on Saturday. But leadership said, leadership at that time said, let's let God do the weather. Let's let God control the weather. Morning of. Morning of big event. All the, 
stuff is here in the parking lot. It's lined up. It's ready to go. 100% chance of rain today. Not 98%. 100% chance of rain today. Leadership said, let's let God decide the weather. And so we chose to do the big event. I remember uh, midway through the event, man, you just don't know how it's raining up here. You just don't know how it's raining down there. The whole time we had the event, not a single raindrop. Not a single raindrop. Just this past year, Vacation Bible School, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. We're not going to be able to hold outside activities tonight because it's going to rain. We know who owns the weather. And He allowed it to rain up until 6 p.m. the start of our time here at VBS. Proverbs 35, it says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. By the way, there are hundreds of verses in our Bible that are incredibly encouraging. Spend time there. Isaiah 48, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God will stand forever. So at the bottom of the ninth, in the eleventh hour, a lot of times, a lot of times, when we have exhausted all of our resources, you know, we, 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 we're out of friends, we're out of money, we're out of time. That's when He shows His hand. And the beauty of it, that is, is that there can be no other explanation than but God. My two most favorite words that you'll ever see in the Bible. But God. When we allow Him to show Himself strong, get ready. He will blow your mind. Matthew 24.35 Heaven and earth will pass away, but My Word will not pass away. So today, I've talked about how you get to see evidence of Him. Just like when we went to the farm, we saw evidence of the deer. Now we had to go to the right place to see the evidence. Just like you must do in your walk. But here's my question. When He shows you His evidence, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? It should change your life. It will change your life if you let it sit. What are you doing? Are you telling others? I can't tell you how I just love to watch from the sidelines in, in, in certain people's lives where they have said, it's no longer my life. It's your life. And I get to see, I get to see him at work in their lives. And there's many stories here. Here, right here. And it's really cool to see. So, open your eyes. Get to see the evidence of him. 
as the uh, worship team comes forward, I would say that, uh, you know, it, this has been a, a wonderful uh, time to, to just reflect on how I got to see Him more and more. And so I would just encourage you that, that perhaps there might have been one idea that I, that I presented today that will make you uh, be able to see Him more and more. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. O most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You uh, for this opportunity to stand here and to represent You. I thank You for the prayers that were offered. Lord, and I do pray for those that are going through it. Lord, You are the King of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. And we love You, Lord. Thank You for all You do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.